Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews. I'm concluding look at the Hannibal Lecter movies with Hannibal Rising. Coming out 10 years ago and 5 years after the flop that was Red Dragon, here it is, the origin story of Dr. Lecter that nobody really wanted. In fact, this was Dino De Laurentiis that forced Thomas Harris to write this thing and it was rushed into production. This is the only Hannibal movie I have never saw start to finish. I rented this in Sky Box Office back in 2007 and didn't make it past the 20 minute mark. So with that, let's dive into this. Starring Casper Yule, Dominic West, Reese Effans and Lee Gong, directed by Peter Weber. Other plot. After the death of his parents and sister during World War II, a young Hannibal Lecter seeks revenge on the men that killed them. Find out what made Hannibal the cannibal that he is. So the movie opens up in a forest with a pig searching for truffles and two young children playing the young children are Hannibal Lecter, aged 8, played by Aaron Thomas and his younger sister Misha, who I'm guessing about 3, played by Helena Trotsky, I think that's how I pronounce her name. As they play on a lake behind them we see a castle which is getting bombed by a Nazi plane. Their parents are packing up and are running for their lives to a lodge in the woods. It shows Hannibal playing with his little sister, blowing bubbles in, in a bathtub with her silver bracelet. As her mother, sorry, their mother, hides her jewels and pearls all around the lodge, notably stuffing pearls in a mounted boar head. And what is it with this franchise and boars and pigs? With the Nazis quickly taking over the castle, Lecter, that is Castle Lecter, the sadistic leader, Vladis Gurutis, played by Reese Evans of Amazing Spider-Man, Little Nicky, and Notting Hill of a wannabe SS turncoat Russian, takes pleasure in killing the staff, all Jewish, left behind at the castle in order to earn his stripes of an, from a Nazi general. Days, if not months later, the Russian army are starting to fight back. With the Nazis dug in, it shows Hannibal and his father searching for food as the Nazis have killed all the boars and stopped the food from getting into the area. Back at the lodge, Hannibal's mother cooks what little food they have left. On radio, it tells them Nazis are now retreating. Sometime later, a Russian tank finds the lodge and demands everyone to get out of the house and steals water from a well. A Nazi plane sees us and, during the attack, kills Hannibal's parents in a crossfire as the Russians shoot it down and the plane crash lands into the tank and blows it up, killing the Russians. It then shows the wannabe SS gang killing Russian soldiers and stealing everything that has not nailed it down. Even shows the leader killing the Nazi general, stealing his ring and gun. Turns out these are gypsy turncoat opportunists and they're all doing this to get rich. Days, weeks if not months later, uh, the dead bodies of the frozen soldiers are attracting wolves so Hannibal does his best to protect him and his little sister from them. So that night, the gypsy wannabe SS turncoats find the lodge and quickly take it over, mocking and taunting the brave little Hannibal as he tries to fend him off with his spear. Here, the movie goes overboard, showing just how evil these men are, showing them stealing everything in the lodge, chaining the kids together, eating every last scrap of food, and even stealing Misha's silver bracelet off her wrist. We get it already, they're bad guys. I think setting up for the Nazi SS squad would be bad enough, as they're turning on their own people. But no, they have to pile on more and more and more and more bad stuff. So with Russian Russians gaining ground and the Nazis on a run, the gypsy gang have nowhere to hide. So they bunker down on a lodge. However, they soon found out there's no food in the house left. Even though that night, there was a pack of wolves outside. Why not just shoot them and eat them? Hmm. 
They have no choice but to eat the children. And 17 minutes in, and the point of where I stopped this 10 years ago, this is a two hour plus movie. God help me. We fast forward eight years later to Castle Lecter, and we meet now teenage Hannibal Lecter, played by Gaspar Yule of Brotherhood of the Wolf, Paris Jetem, and Saint Yves Saint Laurent movie. He's now captured and living in a youth camp run by the Russian Communist Party. It turns out he's a mute after the trauma of his childhood. After attacking one of the bullies with a fork to the hand, the school master takes pity on Hannibal, telling him he feels sorry for him that the castle is now an orphanage and it must be difficult to live in it, but he must respect the pecking order. So that night, he has a nightmare slash flashback to the events he's just before Misha's killed. He's awakened from his sleep and dragged outside and locked in the wine cellar by the bully he attacked with a fork. He quickly escapes the cellar by using a hidden passage, then returns to his mother's old bedroom, now headmaster's room, and takes the letters his mother hid years earlier. Retrieving the letters, he then just escapes. So you're trying to say to me the Nazis had this castle for a good ten or so years, and the Russians have had it for the past eight or so years, and they never found these hidden passageways or these hidden documents and stuff like that. Okay then. So that next morning... We see him roaming a field, then onto a Russian checkpoint, which later that night he tricks the guard dogs with a scarecrow and then jumps the fence into the night. Then onto an overhead map in a drone style, showing Hannibal on a train running from Lithuania to West Germany through to East Stomps, France, to be with his uncle and we see him looking over pictures of him and his Japanese wife. Days later, he finds his uncle's estate where he's quickly caught by the groundkeeper and is quickly taken inside. Here we meet his aunt Lady Mozaraki, played by Lee Gong of Members of a Geisha and the Maui Vice remake. Over dinner she tells him his uncle died one year earlier. So that night Hannibal has another nightmare of the events of his childhood as it shows the gypsy men toying with Misha and Hannibal getting beaten for baton breaking his arm. Lady Mozaraki rushes in to find what the noise is and seeing Hannibal thrashing in his bed, she wakes him up and asks him where Misha went to. So 20 minutes in, isn't obvious what happened to Misha. The men ate her and Hannibal somehow managed to get away. There's no mystery to this movie whatsoever. Yet this thing will go on and on and on and on and on for a good hour. The next morning, his aunt tries to get Hannibal to help her with a flower arrangement. However, he has another flashback to the men eating a bowl of stew. After she stitches up his thumb, which she sliced open during the flashback, she gets him to talk to her finally. That's about three days later, and all he says is thank you to her. So that night, Lady Muzaraki kneels to a shrine of a samurai suit to her ancestors as Hannibal sneaks in to watch. However, he makes too much noise and is told to watch but no not touch anything as she teaches him the way of the samurai. So days later, she teaches Hannibal to fight with a candlestick. And according to behind the scenes, both actors were taught by a master for seven weeks before shooting and actors did all their own fighting. And this is some very unsubtle flutting here as the Kendall sticks are pretty much well them having sex. <laughs> On to a market where Hannibal attacks a butcher for making fun of his aunt for being Japanese. Both she and Hannibal are arrested, however, they are let go because the butcher worked for the Nazis and is pretty much hated. So at night, Hannibal sees his aunt praying to the samurai suit, asking for strength not to take revenge. The next afternoon, we see Hannibal stealing and cleaning a samurai sword, and yes, you've guessed it, another flashback to Misha's death. He steals a samurai suit's mask, which is especially like the one he wore in Salam's, only with a slight Japanese twist to it. 
Hannibal hunts down the racist former Nazi, butcher and slices him up with the sword, then beheads him with a glee in his eyes. That night at the police station, we meet Inspector Popple, played by Dominic West of 300, Punisher Warzone and the upcoming Tomb Raider reboot. The other two movies I'll be covering this November. As he looks over the beheaded body of the butcher, he asks for a list of his enemies and the police, chief of police rather, saying this would be a very long list as he was a bar brawler and he was pretty much hated in the town. So why wasn't he run out of bloody town months or years earlier then? Hmm. That night, Lady Muzaraki lies awake knowing that Hannibal killed the butcher, returning to the shrine to pray for forgiveness. She finds the butcher's head. Hannibal sneaks up behind her with his sword in hand, asking her if she didn't mind he took the sword to kill him. The inspector showed up at the estate, so she covers everything up. However, he takes Hannibal in for a lie detector test, which he passed with flying colours because he's a sociopath. However, he knows in his gut it was him, even going as far to say he could understand if he killed the butcher after all he was a Nazi and had war crimes against his name. And indeed, his the inspector lost his entire family during the war and is hunting down war criminals. But Hannibal does not confess. As Hannibal is getting interviewed, someone sticks the butcher's head on a spike outside the police station and marks with a swatch sticker on its forehead. The next afternoon, a lawyer turns up saying, Lady Muzaraki, time is up in France. Now that her husband is dead, she must leave France immediately. So, with his uncle's estate getting sold and Hannibal getting into medical school somehow, his aunt moves to Paris with him. Okay then, she's told to leave France, but she moves to Paris right then. As Hannibal talks to a photo of his mother and father, in voiceover, we hear he has now settled into medical school and we get shots of him cleaning dead bodies and cutting up hearts and brains. Many months later, Hannibal finds Inspector Popple questioning a known Nazi, asking where they hid the bodies of the mission children for Auschwitz by injecting him with some truth serum. After questioning Nazi, he's taken away to be killed by guillotine. And this is in the mid-50s, I thought the French stopped killing people by guillotine in the 40s. Hmm. In his dorm room, Hannibal hangs hand-drawn photos, pictures rather, of the men that killed Misha. It then shows Lecter injecting himself with the truth serum, and yes, you've guessed it, yet more bloody flashbacks to Misha being toyed with by the gypsy wannabe Nazis, as she's taken outside to be killed with an ice axe to the head. It then shows the Russians attacking the house, blowing it up, killing one of the wannabe Nazis, as Hannibal hides in a corner. And this Nazi is called Potwatcher, apparently, and he's the one that has all the secrets, all the dog tags, and all the names of the soldiers. It then shows young Lecter wandering the snowy fields heading towards the Russians. He falls to his knees with hunger and holding his broken arm as the soldiers take him in on their tank. Days later, Hannibal returns to his hometown to seek out the men that killed his sister onto a police station where one of these men is now Chief of Police, Dorchlich, played by Richard Brake of Doom, Rob Zombies 31 and H2, where he's warned of... Hannibal's coming by one of his lackeys at the border. Cut to Castle Lecter and then onto the lodge as Hannibal returns home. Searching the now ruined house, Hannibal finds his mother's pearls. As in the woods, Dortlick watches on. Hannibal finds Misha's bones and a teddy bear. As Dortlick sneaks up behind Hannibal, he finds the Nazi dog tags on the dead bones of the Nazi died 15 or so years earlier. Hannibal hears Dortlick sneaking up Behind him, so knocks him out. The next morning, Hannibal buries Misha's bones. After that, he questions Dortlick as to the whereabouts of the other men. 
while being tied to a tree with a rope around his neck and the rope is attached to the back of a horse. Hannibal asks again while others are getting no answers. He pulls the horse away with the rope and it cuts off Dotrix's head. He then cooks up with some wild mushrooms, eating only the cheeks. He leaves the rest behind with the Nazi dog tags and his mouth. Returning to his dorm, Hannibal finds his aunt waiting for him. The two hug and she finds dog tags hanging around his neck. He tells her he has the names of the men that killed Misha, so he must hunt them down for revenge. In a cafe in Fontainebleau, I think that's how you pronounce that, France, Hannibal tracks down one of the men, Clonos, played by Kevin McKidd of Brave Dog Soldiers and Grey's Anatomy. So that night, a panicked Clonos meets up with the other men on a ship at the docks as he tells others Hannibal is coming for them because Hannibal has played a toy runner with his daughter by stealing or noticing the fact that he has Misha's bracelet around her wrist and blah 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 blah. So Grutus tells them not to worry and return home to be with his wife and kids. As in the bills of the ship, we see he is a human trafficker and has dozens of women on board and he is a slaver and indeed a rapist. We get it already, he's a former Nazi, he's a thief, he's a killer and he's never human trafficker. How much bad guy does this guy deserve to die for God's sake? He sends one of his men, Miko, played by Stephen Walters of Mean Machine and Lurkake, to find Hannibal in Paris. So cut to Paris and Miko has found Lecter and his aunt with ease. He's shown stalking them and taking photos of them. That night, Popple goes to Lecter's aunt's to question her if she knows about the man Lecter killed in the woods. Of course she says no. And by the way, this was in Lithuania. He's a, he's a French policeman. He has no jurisdiction here. Hmm. Cut to Popple searching Hannibal's dorm room, finding the hand-drawn pictures of the men he's hunting. On to Miko going after the kill on Hannibal at the medical school. As Hannibal cuts up a heart, Miko sneaks around with the Nazi general's gun he took earlier on in the movie. Hannibal knows he's being stalked and sneaks up behind Miko, injecting him with fresh air. He wakes up in a harness tied up in the bath that's used to clean the dead bodies before begging for his life. And finally, at the hour and 22 minute mark, Miko tells Lecter they had to eat her in order to live and survive. As Popple walks around the empty halls of the school, Hannibal gets the address of another one of the men and then boils Miko in a bath alive with other dead bodies. With that, Hannibal just walks out and leaves Miko to his fate. As in the next room, Popple starts to question him and then straight up tells him he knows what he's up to and then takes him in for a statement even though the other guy's getting boiled alive next door. Okay then. Yet another flashback of what happened to Hannibal when he was a child and what happened to his sister. That these turncoat gypsy men killed and ate his sister. With that, Popo lets him go. On to Hannibal returning to his aunts, followed by two policemen, in which she begs him to stop and let the police deal with them. He says he can't and must see us through for the sake of Misha. In a lamp, Hannibal makes a bomb, which he plants in a piano and heads to Grotus' house. In Grotus' compound, he's shown having a bath as one of his slaves shaves him. Okay then. With Lecter somehow waiting in a shower, he points the Nazi's general gun at him after the slave turned up the heat. What the hell is this bit about? A maid sees this and she runs for help. Lecter downsies him in oil, however, before he can light him on fire, the guns run to stop this. What the fuck is this bit? Jesus Christ. The bomb Lecter took with him blows up and takes out the house's generators, and Lecter just runs off. What the f- what the hell? I mean, mm. 
Hannibal returns to his aunt's house, finding it ransacked, and she's a missing. Grutus calls to tell him he has her, and yes, you've guessed it, to show up alone. So Hannibal arms up and heads to the meeting place with Lady Mizunaki on his slave boat. Grutus quizzes her. Hannibal speeds to Cathy, where he first toys with Clunos, telling him he has his daughter, and then demands he tells him where his aunt is or the daughter will die of suffocation. Once he gets the information, he kills Clonos with a knife to the head and just walks off. So with that, Hannibal races to this slaver boat and boards it on a canal lock because it's a canal boat. Hmm. Then kills the captain by crushing him with the boat. As this is happening, he sneaks on finding his aunt's room only for Grutus to shoot him in the back, thinking he has paralysed him. He stabs him in the legs a few times to make sure he doesn't feel any, any pain. However, he has shot the samurai sword. As he goes to rape Lady Mizuraki, Hannibal cuts his Achilles tendons, both of them. As he's crawling away, Hannibal breaks Crotus's wrist and demands he tell him where the final man is. He is in Canada. So at the hour and 50 minute mark, he tells Hannibal he ate his sister along with these men. With that, he carves an M into his chest. Just as the first mate tries to stop this, his aunt kills him with a flick blade to the... The, the throw, I think it was. She then begs Lictor to forgive them. He says no. She walks away in disgust even after he tells her he loves her. And Hannibal bites off Grotus's cheeks and other parts of his face. As the police arrive, Hannibal is long gone and leaving his aunt behind as the slavered bloat blows up. Cut to Hannibal in Canada as to collect the head of the final man as credits roll. So that was Hannibal Rising, and I can see why this thing flopped, the sword takes far too long to get into it, and we, as a viewer, knows everything about Lictor's past before he does. This is not a Lictor movie, but this is a revenge thriller, and a bad one at that. And I can see why this killed the franchise, because by the end of it, I simply did not care. This thing dragged, and this new Lictor has none of it. They say in the video scenes that Gaspard studied... Anthony Hopkins? No, they bloody didn't. This guy has none of it. All he has is a stupid fucking Joker-style grin. So that, I'm going to give this thing a pathetic 2 out of 10. So don't forget to leave a like, follow and comment on my SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Pods. Email me movie suggestions to Here's Reviews at gmail.com. Come back next week for my look at the first three Hells and movies for Halloween. Also, my look at Stephen King's take on The Shining for my two-year anniversary. November is bad video game movies such as Street Fighter and Mario Brothers. December is festival funnies. January is John Carpenter movies such as The Fog. Check out my other franchise podcast of Psycho, Resident Evil, Underworld, Omen and more. Also, my solo podcast of Dracula, Blade, Donnie Darko and many, many more. A bye-bye. Oh, and remember, memories are like a sharp knife. If you're not careful, they can cut you.